Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, 10.07, and uh, you coming up, uh, why you better hope that Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin stick together uh, and uh, try to seduce conservatives and Republicans in their states because it's going to have an impact. In the meantime, uh, we were talking about this uh, guy from Kroger's uh, who is... You know, just being woke. Uh, and I find it irritating. I don't understand why corporations do this. Uh, to that end, Stuart is on the line, wants to have some comment on that. So we will bring him on board. Stuart, welcome. How are you? Doing well, Gary. Um, I agree with you. This Kroger guy and the whole corporation is trying to be woke. Isn't that their prerogative? Yep. Nobody's That's, arguing no. that it's not. It is their prerogative. That doesn't mean that I, I have to think that it's a good idea. Right. I, I just checked before I got on the radio with you. We're at $31.4 trillion in debt. Yep. And this is all we have to worry about, whether someone is requiring their employees to wear an apron with a rainbow on it. My So word. you didn't want me to talk about this? No, no. No, I agree with you. I'm talking oh, about... Oh, you're just wondering why Congress, why the Senate is yes. dealing with this. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> they it don't want to like deal with the debt, Stuart. They don't want to bring that up. We've got... Illegal aliens flowing across the southern border, uh, Putin's in, in Ukraine, and we're worried about rainbows on someone's apron in, at a private company. Yeah, you're, if your argument, and I, and I assume this is correct, is they got better fish to fry than, than yes. this silly thing, uh, exactly. I don't disagree with you. And it's none of their business. It's like the city of Columbia forcing the uh, business owners to uh, kick smokers out of their biz, out of their privately owned businesses. Yep. This is not government's realm. They, they have no right. I agree. But we keep letting them do it, Stuart. And I argue it, and, and people think I'm an extremist. But I agree keep with you. Them in. Yeah. All right, Stuart, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, these corporations have every right to do what they're doing. Stuart's absolutely right. Uh, the Senate does have bigger fish to fry. I mean, it would be... A full-time job just for them to figure out how to dish, uh, you know, how to pull us out of this uh, debt bomb that we've got. I mean, they should literally be working on just a couple of things. Making sure that the country is safe and getting us out of debt. They have, th those two should be like major, all-consuming issues but it's it's not yeah they have time for this but the point is well made that this uh, this is a woke corporation that um frankly uh disappointing uh, any corporation that does that sort of thing is disappointing to me <clears throat> um be as open-minded as you want i understand that or as close-minded as you want uh but i for one uh, don't want to give money to corporations that do what they're doing. All right. Um, so Warnock prevailed. I was not surprised. Uh, I really didn't uh, suspect. I didn't think Warner was going to be able to, to win. Um, so this gives the Democrats some advantages. And it is because of those advantages that you really, really have to hope that Manchin and Cinema stick together and, and there's reason for this, motivation for that. If they want to win re-election in their states, 
they have to um, keep conservative-leaning independents and Republicans from abandoning them. So it's in their best interest if they want to win re-election to stay as conservative as they can stay. If they, if they separate, if one agrees with the Democrats and the other with the Republicans, then you're back to that 50-50 tie. <clears throat> and uh, that gives the vice president the edge. The other uh, distinct advantage the Democrats will gain is on committees. They get extra people. They no longer have to work out that power-sharing arrangement with the Republicans. Uh, it's a shame that, that uh, Georgia got settled with, with really, arguably, uh, an incredibly flawed um, candidate on the, on the right. Warnock was vulnerable, could have been beaten. Somehow, I, I don't want to say how because I'll get attacked, somebody managed to promote the wrong candidate <laughs> to run against him. I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to trump the election. Uh, but somebody promoted the wrong candidate, got them nominated, and cost the Senate seat. Not once, but two or three times. Anyway, uh, I'm going to move on because uh, you now know the advantage and why you want cinema. Uh, and Mansion to stick together and try and seduce those voters on the right so they can win re-election. Don't uh, forget, the Republicans still have Sue Collins and Lisa Markowski to worry about that oftentimes side with the Dems. Yep, I understand that. Uh, but they just they just might um, do the right thing. It literally takes all the cards to be lined up. And if it comes to the filibuster, which uh, Biden wants to carve out, I think that still can't happen. Uh, I don't. I don't think that uh, any Republican, nor Kirsten Cinema, uh, or Joe Manchin, uh, is going to vote for it. So there's, you know, it's still a challenge to get past that. I guarantee you, if the Republicans had seized control of the Senate, filibuster, uh, the filibuster. Uh, uh, would have remained solidly intact and no Democrat would have wanted to get rid of it. It, it would all change uh, just that fast. But anyway, that's what it takes. Uh, it takes those two to uh, consider their re-election all important and sticking to their guns uh, in order to thwart this one-seat advantage. It's a, a lot more challenging. Neither one of them by themselves has the power to control the Senate. Or government in general. Uh, with a 50-50 split, they did. All right, so now the Republicans need, in the next election, to win. And they've got a good advantage. I think the Republicans have uh, like 10 seats to defend. The Democrats have uh, in the neighborhood of 20. So there's a good chance in the next election, things can turn around drastically. But how do the Republicans couch themselves? How do they go out and get the votes? I will tell you the mistakes they made this time, what they need to do next time. I'll do that next.
on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 18 minutes after uh, 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. What do the Republicans need to do to win? There are a couple of things they can do. First, they have to quit letting the Democrats paint them. They need to paint the Democrats. Example, when uh, the uh, abortion issue uh, was being played up by the Democrats, the Democrats sort of painted this image that Republicans would force a woman who uh, had been raped or whose life was in danger to have the child anyway, which is, you know, as far as I know, it's not true anywhere. But what what they did is they painted this uh, pro-life movement as extremist. In reality, it wasn't extremist. It was the Democrats who were extremist, and the Republicans failed to paint the Democrats accurately. That would have meant saying, hey, I have exceptions, and here they are. And, and while I personally may not agree with those, most people do. And it, they should have said, these, I've got these exceptions. The Democrats don't. And that's where they start to paint the Democrats accurately and undo the whole anti-abortion movement. What they have to say and point out is that the Democrats, well, they're, they're willing to commit an abortion uh, eight and a half months into, the, uh, into, the, uh, into gestation. They have to point out that, uh, you know, there are some, uh, some Democrats who have been in favor of that, fourth, that famous fourth trimester abortion. And... Make them define their limits. That's what they should have done, and they didn't. And that would have gone a long way toward turning this race that we just experienced in the midterms. Uh, it would have turned it around. The next thing they need to do is look around politically at other groups that they can bring into the fold. Democrats do this all the time. Gays, blacks, Hispanics, they look for every little group that they can find and they, they put together, cobble together all these coalitions uh, and, they, and they run on those cobbled together coalitions. Vote for me if you're black and I'll give you this and vote for me if you're Hispanic and I'll give you that and vote for me if you're gay or trans or whatever it is. They, they, uh, they target them. Well, politically, there is a huge group of voters out there, the libertarians. Target them. Promise that you will adhere to the Constitution. That you will do only what is allowed in the Constitution. And don't be afraid to stand up and say so. I'm not just a Republican that's a conservative. I'm not just a small government advocate. Uh, I'm not going to get in the bedroom of any, uh, of any adult. It's none of my business. Um, I'm not going to tell you what you can consume. I'm going to get the government out of your health care. I'm going to work to get the government out of your education for your children. Uh, I, I'm going to come up with ways to end this crushing national debt. Do those things and gain the libertarians. And then there's the conservative party. Um, what's, what's, it, what's the, uh, the um, Constitution Party? You can get them, too. Start putting together those coalitions. Start moving in that direction. 
and you'll become an unstoppable force. But as long as you cave, as long as you're willing to sell out the Constitution, as long as you're willing to spend other people's money to bribe uh, voters, while at the same time complaining about the spending... And in fact, spending when you're in control of Congress and the White House, like, and I know this is an insult to drunken sailors, but that's the old adage, then you're going to struggle to win. Republicans should have been on this drug war issue and the legalization of marijuana 15 years ago. And they didn't. That's what the Republicans need to do. Cobble together small government groups that that uh, would support constitutionalist uh, candidates. Paint the Democrats for the extremists that they are. And finally, paint a picture of how great America can be if people are free. You can't just run for office talking about how miserable it is with the other party in charge. You got to paint a picture that's positive. They screwed the pooch here. We're going to make this better. And we're going to do it. Here's how. And you're going to see uh, lower costs, lower taxes. Uh, You're going to have better health care, better education. Uh, this is going to be an advantage to every middle class family. You got to, we're you know, it, and find something Reagan esque to say, like the shining city on the hill. Paint a positive picture. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Steve is on the line. Steve, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing good today. Hey, did you hear what that Charlemagne the God said the other day when they interviewed him? Uh, He said that the Democrats basically haven't done anything for the blacks. And he doesn't understand why they keep voting for him. Yep. You might point, he's the one that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was interviewing Joe Biden when Biden said, if you ain't black. Yep. Then they had a black uh, uh, guy, he just got elected. He said his parents are Democrat, but they are conservative. But they keep voting Democrat. Yep. And he, he doesn't understand that. But that's what a lot of the blacks do. They have conservative values, but they still vote for that D. And yep. it's it's hard to explain. I don't know. I don't know why. All right. I don't disagree. No. Steve, thank you. Glad okay, to have you on the why. Gary Nolan Show. But, we, you know, we do this, too, don't we? Don't Republicans do this all the time? Yeah, I'm going to vote for for the uh, lesser of two evils. Uh, let's see. Uh, I apologize, Gary. I wasn't clear about the Kroger story. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm aggravated with Congress meddling in private business. Uh, let's see. How can Republicans point the paint the Democrats when they have no TV time? Media is a real uh, media is a tool Republicans don't seem to utilize. Oh, but they do. They buy ad time. You know, the media may lean to the left, but they're still greedy. They still want to make as much money as they can. And politicians buying ad time, 
That's how you get that message out. That's how you paint the picture. We have, you know, we're willing, we, when it comes to abortion, we're willing to make these exceptions. How about you, Democrat? What are your exceptions? Where will you draw the line? And then watch them weeble around because they don't want to offend their, uh, their pro-abortion base. Democrats start arguing that, well, uh, yeah, we're, we'll put limits on it, too, and it's game over. Then it's game over. 874-9390, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Um, there is a, uh, well, I don't, I, I don't want to make this sound like it's, now nah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I was going to do this uh, thing about uh, the Supreme Court, but I'm, I'm going to pass. I'm changing direction. Earlier in the program, we were talking about how with the, with the China flu, what big government learned, what, they, what we taught them is that we will do what they want. They tell us to shut down our businesses, we'll do it. We won't defiantly stay open en masse. We won't protect each other. When they tell us you have to wear a mask, we'll do it. You know, we've slowly been teaching big government that we are sheep. And that we will comply. I keep thinking of the Star Trek thing, you know, uh, resistance is futile. And then I, and I pointed out that uh, there are places that having learned this lesson are now willing to use it uh, when, with regard to global warming. It's taken, you know, 15 years of kids in grade school and high school going through the system and being taught uh, a lie about man-made global warming and the, the, the world is coming to an end if we don't um, you know, stop using oil. Uh, and it's as dangerous as the China flu. And we have to do something to protect the world. Well, how do we, uh, how do we uh, get them to respond to that? Well, the same way we got them to respond to the China flu. Uh, Joe Nova uh, published first, imagine if your power-mad politicians liked COVID lockdowns so much that they wanted to continue them indefinitely. This is going to be trialed in Oxfordshire in Britain. And don't think that American politicians aren't watching. In fact, um... Unlike Springfield and, uh, and and Jeff City, I I, I I hate to do this while they're listening in Columbia because this is the sort of thing that they would run with. Uh, I will tell you what they're up to in about uh, three or four minutes. We've got to get you up to date with what's going on around town and around the world. And then uh, we'll take your calls. 874 9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Quick reminder, tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday. We have a whole host of guests. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and this is the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.
It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. Uh, man of the year, person of the year. We'll kind of kick that around the next segment of the program. Uh, Thomas says, I've been listening to you for a few months. You suffer from the delusion that politicians care about anything except power and wealth. It's pathetic when you whine about liberty and small government. Libertarians will never win because they want people to be virtuous. That isn't reality, buddy. Um, well, <clears throat> we can continue voting the way we're voting, and we will go broke. We will go belly up. The republic will collapse. It is inevitable. So, you know, you can uh, argue that uh, it, it's not the winning uh, movement at the, at the moment, but if it doesn't become the winning movement, the country you love will collapse under the burden of the national debt. Uh, in the meantime, as uh, I talked about this uh, moments ago, how the uh, COVID experiment where the government shuts everything down and we all kowtow, we all do what they want, we close our businesses, we go bankrupt, uh, we have tenants in our homes that we're renting it, aren't paying rent and can't evict them. Um, we're told where to wear, uh, where to wear, where to wear, that's not easy to say, uh, masks, uh, and, and we do all of that. We stay indoors when they tell us. What if, you know, that lesson was really taken to the extreme? Well, in Great Britain, in Oxfordshire County, uh, the council uh, has passed a climate lockdown trial. Oxfordshire County uh, Council yesterday approved plans to lock residents into one of six zones to, quote-unquote, save the planet from global warming. The latest stage is the 15-minute city agenda uh, to place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city, confining residents to their own neighborhoods. Under the new scheme, if residents want to leave their zone, they will need permission from the council who get to decide who's worthy of freedom and who isn't. Under the new scheme, residents will be allowed to leave their zone a maximum of 100 days per year. But in order to even gain this, every resident will have to register their car details with the council who will then track their movement via smart cameras around the city. Yeah, we taught them they could do this. This is what happens when you give them an inch. They yank a yard. Uh, on the national debt, Dennis down in Springfield. Dennis, welcome. How are you? Yeah, most people think we owe $32 trillion. We have what's called unfunded mandates and obligations that are at least $150 trillion yep. in addition to the debt. Yep. Every citizen in this country on the national debt owes about 93000 per person. But on all the total debt, it's about 400000 per person. And would you say that half of the country is living paycheck to paycheck? Probably. So if I ask, I ask you to come up with $400,000 just this year, you've got a calendar year, the year 2023. By December 31st, you've got to pay the federal government 400000 so they can get out of debt. Um I'm going to assume that 95% of the people are going to ask him to uh, go away. Well, yeah. you would you, you know, would think so. We're not, we're not going broke. We are bankrupt. We yep. are broke. Yep. We, we are broke right now. We just aren't smart enough to admit the truth. Yep. 
Good luck, guys. And uh, if you've got four hundred thousand dollars, you're not doing anything with. Uh, send it to Washington D.C. They will prudently spend it wisely. <laughs> not in Washington. They won't, Dennis. But thank you for the call. Yeah, I mean, if if they were to suddenly come across a couple of trillion dollars, do you think they would pay down the debt, or do you think they would find a place to spend it? <laughs> You you cannot let the government get this far out of control. If they came, if suddenly you were to give them ten trillion dollars, I promise you they would spend it all rather than pay off the debt. Yeah, well, you know, now that we have this this windfall, we can and and then you can fill in the blank. I don't know, pave more roads or uh, do something, buy pay off college education. Oh, it'll be some climate crap. Yeah. Um, the, they're they're because they're coloring outside the lines because they're not following the constitution they just spend it their hands would be tied if they were compelled to follow the constitution they'd have no place else to put that money but against the debt <coughs> which is why you know anything you do to save social security results in uh, a greater national debt all that excess money just gets spent all right, we're going to turn things around here very, uh, very quickly. The uh, man of the year, Time Magazine's person of the year, is Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Zelensky. And I, I feel badly uh, about the conflict between his country and Russia. I wish him the best of luck. Uh, I might have sent them some money directly to defend themselves, even though I'm not a big fan of, the, uh, of, of his, uh, his governance. But because the government is forcibly spending my money over there, I'm not going to. So here's the bottom line. He is not who I would have picked for the person of the year. He is not who I would have picked. My question to you is, if you were the editors at Time Magazine, and you had to pick a person of the year, who would it be? Kind of mull that around in your head right now. Someone, um, and it doesn't have to be a, necessarily a good person. It could be a bad person. Uh, did Adolf Hitler win Person of the Year, Man of the Year at one I think time? He did, Brian? Yeah, I thought so. I I, I wish uh, that the um, the rules were a little different. It's it's not you know the best person or, or whatever. It, it is the most impactive person. But I don't think he's the most impactive. I think. Chairman Xi is the most impactive. Although he, he may be in a little trouble right now. Who would you name as the person of the year? In fact, why don't we do this, Brian? Why don't we write the rules ourselves? Okay. Why don't we come up with our own version of a person of the year? This would be a person that we admire. The person that we admire most. Not going to be just the one who has the biggest impact. Because that leaves us with this, uh, uh, you know, possibility of uh, the Antichrist being the person of the year. Who do we admire most that we could make person of the year? 874 
800-529-5572. Wow. That's that's a tougher one, isn't it? Uh, all right, let me uh, let me go grab some uh, phone calls here. You can also send your suggestion in. Maybe we ought to do something, Brian. We ought to, How about we we tailor this even more? I I I think we should have a Missouri person of the year and then make a plaque for the uh, from the listeners of the program. I'm liking that. That might just be a motivator for people to do good. All right. We're we're editing on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. Missouri person of the year has to be somebody in Missouri that you admire. Someone who you think um, has has done a lot to uh, protect your freedom or whatever is important to you. Doesn't matter. Your Missouri person of the year. I will have somebody make up a plaque and and, and we'll keep we'll keep track. And we'll see who wins, and I will send it to whomever you select. I think this is a much better idea. Much better idea. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. The Missouri Person of the Year, in your mind, the one person in the state of Missouri that you think has done the most good, for whatever reason. Doesn't matter. Could be medical, could be political, could be anything. Dustin is first in line. Dustin, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Who would you say is your person of the year for the state of Missouri? Well, has it ever been a group? Like, has it always been one individual? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's always been an individual. Because I would just have to say the whole entire United States working class would have to be nominated for dealing with the crap we've dealt with. For the past two to three years, would have to be nominated. Yeah, but who in Missouri? Give me a give me a name in Missouri. Name in Missouri. One person. Oh wow, that that, that that's a tough one. I think uh, probably Parsons. I didn't like him at first, but I think he's t- t- taken on a impossible role. All I right. think he's done a good job. So, so we've got a vote for Governor Parson. As the yeah. uh, Missouri person of the year, you you admire him and you like what he's done. Yeah, I didn't like him at first, but you know what he took over. Yeah, I think he's done a good job. All right, Dustin, thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see, what we got here. Uh, I and many of my Bilkin friends. <clears throat> okay, uh, Elon Musk is man of the year. Oh, I hadn't thought of that at the national level. Yeah, but I don't. I don't I don't think we're going to send him a, a, a plaque. Uh, let's see. Where do we stand here? Brian in Springfield, welcome. How are you? Pretty good, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Who's your person of the year in the state of Missouri? Well, I'm going to nominate my son. Tell me why. He's a, sur- he's a surgeon at Mercy Hospital in Springfield. His name's Dr. Marcus Henderson. He's just a great, great doctor. He humanly cares very much about his patients. He works hard. 
He does a lot of surgeries, and he's just he just impresses me about how much he cares about people. And so I'm going to nominate him. What's his first name? Marcus Henderson. Okay. All right, because he's a surgeon. And you like what he's done. Because <clears throat> yeah, he he's done a great job. He's in his 15th year of his practice. And everybody I talk to at the hospital just dearly loves him. All right, Brian. I, I got his name that, down. He's just that kind of kid. He's just that kind of kid. I call him a kid. He's yeah. 50 years old, and I call him a kid. Yeah, hard to believe that you <laughs> at, at uh, 55 could be the father. Um, but yeah. okay. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. We got it. 55. All right, Brian. Thank you. We got it. Uh, Dr. Marcus Henderson. Uh, okay. Am I up against the clock? I am. I'm, uh, callers, hang on the line because I am interested. Who would you make the Missouri person of the year? Person in the state of Missouri that you think most highly of? Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, it is uh, 10.53, the Missouri Person of the Year. And I, I'm, I'm, I will pay for this out of pocket. I will have a nice plaque made. Sending this plaque uh, to the recipient uh, from you, the listener. Uh, we're looking for the Missouri Person of the Year. The person that you admire, uh, that, that you think would deserve this. Uh, it's not like Time Magazine's Person of the Year. This is this is different. This has to be a good person. Uh, Marty, thank you, but I can't send that to myself. Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt. That's good. There's a vote. Let me just uh, jot this down. Uh, new names require me to uh, uh, write down the name and uh, keep track of the votes. All right, so Eric Schmidt gets one. All right, let me go through and grab some phone calls. They've been hanging on for a while. Mary Beth, your Missouri Person of the Year is? Oh, we lost her just when I went to her. All right, let me get Chuck on. Chuck, your Missouri Person of the Year. Ditto on Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt, too. All right, gotcha. Thank you, sir. Uh, Allington, your Person of the Year in Missouri. Yes, Steve's from Steve's Pest Control. He's done a great job of eradicating, you know, little miserly things that make people's lives miserable. He's allowed people to be happier, more productive. And if you could only patent his procedures of eradicating pests to getting rid of politicians, the whole world would be better. (laughs) (laughs) He does do great work. He's done my house for years. All right, Allington, thank you. Glad to have him on the Gary Nolan Show. I, I don't know how that changes the state of Missouri in general, but it, it, he is a good guy. Bill, your Missouri Person of the Year. I'm going to have to say Rick Rose. He owns Columbia Transmission over on Vandiver. Many times I've seen him on people that, you know, needy people, that he helps them out a lot. And uh, he's just a really a good guy. And you know, I don't doubt over. that. I don't doubt that. But do you think the people in Springfield would recognize that? Well, they, they sure do here in Columbia. Yeah, uh, but we need somebody that we can say statewide. Well, this guy helps the poor so much. I don't. Okay, well, I got him down. Rick Rose. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. 
this isn't going quite the way I thought it would, Brian. <laughs> it's really not. Uh, let me get Glenn in here. Glenn, your person of the year for the state of Missouri. Eric Schmidt, Eric Schmidt also. Eric Schmidt. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Uh, let me get, uh, oop, yeah, there we go. Tony, your person of the year? Yes. Josh Holly for the state and Mike Pence for the uh, nation. Oh, we're not doing that, Mike, the nation. We're just doing, all right, that's the first call for Holly. Yeah, Josh Holly. For the state, and then if, if we're doing the Time magazine, it would be uh, Mike Pence. All right. Thanks, Tony. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Bill, you're a Missouri Person of the Year. Uh, the USS Arizona Survivor in the paper today, Honolulu. Guy's name is Lou Connor, 102 years old, uh, was at Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, that many years ago on the USS Arizona. And he survived. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. There are just so few of them still around. Yeah. I, I, I just read his story in the paper in this morning's News Tribune, and I just thought uh, today's uh, December 7th, so yep. thought we'd remember him. Thank you. All right, Bill, thank you. Wow, that's, that's a pretty powerful one. Uh, and, and there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he served and deserved I don't know how that affects the state of Missouri, but wouldn't break my heart if you won that. All right, let me go on. Uh, ben, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, the person of the year for you for the state of Missouri. Well, I don't know if he's eligible since he's on the show all the time, but uh, Dave Rowland. Yeah, you know, why would he not be eligible? Absolutely. Well, I, was, I wasn't sure since you're not eligible. Yeah, that's because I'm the host. I don't want to be... I you know, and I assume Brian's not eligible. You oh. know, so but his wife thinks he's eligible and, and hopes that he's. <laughs> but no. Uh, all right, Dave Rowland, very good choice. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Rich, welcome. You're uh, Missouri Person of the Year. Josh Holly. Josh Holly. I thought this will be interesting. All right, thank you, you sir. Uh, let me do this. I'm going to just take a couple more here, Brian. I got uh, Steve, Louie, and Mary. I'm going to take them and then uh, tally up what comes in from GaryNolan.com and go from there. Steve, very quickly, who's your uh, person? Our of the police year? chief for the city of Columbia. You think they'd appreciate that in uh, Springfield? I think so. All right, Steve, thank you. All right, I'll tell you what the tally is and who we're going to send this to. Next, on the Gary Nolan Show, it's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 